Afternoon, everybody. Um, hopefully, everybody is suitably motivated, not too sleepy after lunch. Uh, conscious of the 10 minutes, so I will I will crack on. In fact, I'll take that extra minute. Um, so just to kind of introduce uh, Xeros, who we are. Um, so as the slide says, we are innovators. We're very much an R&D company, and we are focused on uh, environmental issues on the planet and trying to find solutions for those. Um, just to give you a bit more flavor about the business. Um, we are effectively a, uh, a licensing business, so we license our technology. Um, it's proprietary technology, so heavily protected with IP. And we are very much focused on two main sectors, being the laundry and apparel industries. Um, our intention is very much to look at ways to reduce energy uh, and water usage, and also the reduction of pollution. So here we have uh, an illustration of one of our technologies, the XC1, which is our finished technology um, in, in actual use with a, a garment there. So you can see on the left-hand side, uh, fiber loss and damage, pilling, shrinkage, and actually using the Xeros technology, you have um, a much better approach to garment care. So we've got maintained softness, uh, reduced dye transfer, and, and obviously uh, reserved uh, black dye as well. So just to give you a bit more of a sense of who we are and what we do, our technologies are focused in three areas. So the first one is XF1, which is um, uh, filtration and filtration in particular of microplastics. Second is finish, which I just uh, just spoke about. So this is the garment manufacturing finish of um, multiple types of, of garments and equally care, which is the uh, laundry industry, both commercial and domestic. And so our intention is to, as you can see with the bar charts on the right hand side, uh, reduce the amount of energy used, reduce the amount of water, and actually the amount of detergents as well, which uh, little known fact is the most expensive part of uh, any laundry process. Um, just to give you a bit more of an idea of the scale of the markets that we're targeting. So garment manufacture, at any given year, there are somewhere about 100 billion garments manufactured every single year, specific to microfiber pollution. Uh, just within the laundry um, industry, over 100 million washing machines are manufactured every year. Those are used on average um, anywhere between 50 to 100 times um, every single year. And every single use releases 700,000 microfibers um, with every wash. So big, big, big numbers. Uh, in terms of industry water usage, just the textile industry alone consumes 93 billion cubic meters of water. Um, and actually, from a revenue perspective, the, the size of that, that fashion industry is 2.5 trillion. So it's a really big areas, um, both from a financial perspective, but also from a water usage as well. Kind of give you a sense of the investment case. So as I said already, we have proprietary technology, um, all of which offer very compelling commercial advantages. Some of the statistics there for you. We have 38 patent families uh, which have been created to back up our licensing model. Uh, licensing model obviously delivers very high margin and we actually have uh, commercial agreements already in place um, with two companies in India and also one in China and we have uh, recently signed an agreement with Hanin, a uh, component manufacturer in, uh, in Europe. In terms of the global market solutions, we're aware that obviously this is a, a very key area that people are interested in. So everybody knows about water usage within industry. And obviously there is growing actually legislation when it comes to microfibers. So France has now legislated 
and we're working very closely with lobbyists in the UK, EU and California, um, just top levels from the financials. So we're, we're well financed at this moment in time, just concluded a fundraise in September, cash burn about half a million per month and expected break even with commercial agreements uh, by 2024. Okay, so just a little bit more about the specific products. So on the filtration, um, so some of the numbers there, as I said, we are uh, already at a point of commercial agreement with Hanning, um, one of the largest component manufacturers in Europe. They sell about eight and a half million um, uh, uh, components. Uh, there are 24 million washing machines in Europe um, and we have royalties in place to target that of um, single digit euro per device. So revenues are expected towards the end of this year ahead of that legislative deadline, which I spoke about before, which, as we say, is very much transformative for us as a business. Uh, on the care side of the business, um, so this is very much about partnership we have in India with a company called IFB, her India's largest domestic uh, washing machine manufacturer. We have launched on an 11 kg platform and we'll launch on a mass market 9 kg platform within the next few months. Um, and we have a revenue model based upon royalties of 4% of the machine price. Uh, and for context, IFB sell about 600,000 machines per annum. Um, also, as well as the domestic washing machines, we have a commercial laundry platform. Um, smaller uh, industry, it's about 100,000 units per annum, but we have uh, further progress, both in terms of IFB and also Chinese manufacturer called C-Line. Um, uh, some negative impacts from COVID, the C-Line, but we're expecting to see an upsurge based upon a change in uh, approach within that country this year. Um, on the Finnish side of the business, um, so the first area that we look at that we focused upon is actually jeans manufacturing. Um, so we have our technology live and working on trials in denim manufacturing facilities in Bangladesh um, with three global uh, retailers, so two European and one in the UK. Uh, and the feedback from them is that our trials have produced denim, which is of a sufficiently high quality, whilst also offering the savings, which you can see below. So 54% on water, 33% on the chemistry, the enzyme use, um, reduced cycle times, uh, no more use of pumice, which is a finite um, resource. And um, our revenue model there, which shows it's anywhere between uh, 30 to 60,000 pounds savings for the consumer. And again, we have a uh, royalty model based on that. Um, one of the other applications of it in terms of uh, processing is actually in leather. So we have um, licensed our technology to a company called Qualys based in the UK, um, who have uh, contracts in place with a number of tanneries as you can see in Mexico, Brazil, India, and Vietnam. Okay, so uh, I'm actually ahead of time here, but just to kind of give you guys a bit of a summary. So uh, Zeros is a licensor uh, of sustainable proprietary tech. Um, and to reconfirm, we are focusing on the laundry and the apparel industries. We deliver uh, energy, water savings, and also pollution reductions, in particular on microfibers. Uh, and these are very much on the care phase of clothing as well as manufacture and consumer use. Um, we have commercial and licensing agreements already in place with uh, Blue Chip Global Washing Machine Component Manufacturer. Um, and we continue to invest. We are at heart an R&D company. Uh, and as such, we have new products in the pipeline within those 38 patent families. Um, we believe we're very well placed to capture that uh, global market growth 
which is um, manifest in consumer sentiment about the environment. And as we said, in terms of legislation, and also because we're quite a long-standing business, we have a very experienced team, particularly within the science and engineering part, uh, uh, part of the business. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. I think that you need to tell everybody a little bit more about IFB, which ah, is yes, a of course. partner in India, because of course, IFB work with Indian Railways. Indian Railways, one of the biggest um, companies within India. Um, it's a great story. So in your own words, tell us about it. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, IFB, um, a company I wasn't aware of before I, I joined Zero, so I, I have to admit, but IFB are the largest um, washing machine manufacturer in India, as we said. They are long established, um, both within the domestic washing machine distribution network, so they have their own stores, as well as partnerships with retail distribution. But as you say, have also got a very strong business in the commercial laundry segment, so um, contracts already in place with, um, amongst others, Indian Railways, which I think most people know is one of the largest employers of people in the world. Um, and yeah, we announced um, just before uh, just before the, the new year in December, that there are um, trials underway with Indian Railways to start to introduce the Xerox technology in the longer term for the processing of um, the bedding, um, as well as the workers' garments that are, are, are used within the industry. So again, another potentially transformative uh, step for us as a business in IFB. It certainly is. Now, I did um, overnight. In fact, I did three weeks on the Trans-Siberian Express. Okay. And I, was, <laughs> I was eaten alive by the, the mites that were in the bed linen. So when I saw that particular story, it resonated really well yes. with me. Yes, um, yeah. Right. Now, Alex, who's next to you? Now, I do know that Paul Denny, the Chief Financial Officer, is stepping down from the board on the 28th of February. So, Alex, are you the... The, the incoming chief financial officer or the handholder today, what's your position? So, so I'm in, here in the finance team uh, in, here at Xerox. So I work with Paul. Um, he, he's not available today. So I'm, uh, I'm just here to, to help Neil out with any of those financial questions that might come through. I see. So I'm just wondering what kind of person would you like to fill the role? They're going to be your new boss. <laughs> because you have a you have a pool of potential talent uh, watching right now. So I understand that, you know, recruitment is, is underway for a new CFO. Uh, yes. Yeah, there's, there's certainly some some work going on behind the scenes on that front. Um, I think more than anything, you know, this is a really exciting place to be at the moment. Kind of the energy that we've got with these, you know, the the, the progress that's being made, certainly on the commercial side and the um, the work that's going on behind the scenes of the teams here. It's a really kind of energised and exciting place to be at the moment. And I think that's that's the important thing that, that, that hopefully anyone coming in will, will be able to bring with them. OK, well, I suppose you could apply for the job as well. <laughs> nothing, nothing stopping you from doing that. So there has been an awful... You are... You are you came into being before all the documentaries hit um, terrestrial and on-demand television about fibres and clothing mountains and beaches being cho choked by um, what were they what were they called clothing sort of octop octopuses you know you'd, out yeah. the sand would emerge all these <clears throat> these clothes. So, what is the ultimate aim in terms of doing your bit for society? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really key question. I think, as I said, that the business has actually been around for a number of years, um, which is beneficial. It means that actually we're not theoretical anymore. We've got real life technology, which is either in the market or about to go into the market. I think what has changed to your point is that the um, sentiment, both, as I said, from a consumer perspective, but equally governmental legislation, it has caught up with with really the journey that Xeros has tried to te- tried to take for the last few years, so that we know people want it. I mean, the the feedback that we get, the the hits we get on our website, pe- people are really interested in what we do. Um, unfortunately, the appliances and garment, um, the apparel industries can be a little bit slow moving. Um, so we're really starting to see a little bit of a sea change driven by that consumer sentiment to say, you know, they they absolutely want to have. Um, a more um, environmentally considered approach from the brands that they choose to buy products from. So this is why we feel we're really, really well positioned at this moment in time to to take that step forward because, um, you know, the consumers are ready, our partnerships are in place, the technology is is proven out. Um, so yeah, this this kind of next six to twelve months for us as a business, we 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 believe is going to be transformative. Well- You've said that you hope to break even by 2024, sort of next calendar year. I'm just wondering how much you have to do to educate potential clients, though. What are you doing in terms of your marketing? Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm glad you asked that, actually. I mean, we went through a whole kind of resale consideration of who we are as a business um, around about 12 months ago. So really considering very much the purpose behind the business. So for sure, we want to add value to our shareholders. But we believe that it's more important that we're able to provide a very clear solution to to the the, the world's the world's problems. Um, so that 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 process has 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 been complete, and we're now really starting to ramp up our approach in earnest. I mean, we're a small cap business, so we're never going to have the the budgets necessarily to to spend big. But through partnerships, associations, and in a small way. Um, even the publication of white papers to really drive people's awareness about the fact that there are better solutions out there um, is is a really important part of the journey that we're going on and, and is fundamental to you know the ethos of who we are as a business. So writing white papers is one thing, but it's getting people to read them once they've been yeah. published. There are so many white papers out there, so I suppose that the next trick is to get people to to open them yeah no exactly i mean yes it's right that we kind of continue to educate consumers as i said but as actually it's the legislators are the more important ones within this that's the purpose behind the white papers is to is to raise the awareness and as i said partnerships that we have in place help us to amplify what is i guess our voice which could get lost in 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 amongst everything but when we partner up together with with similar bodies within this space we're finding that we are managing to get cut through um so we were behind and supported the initiatives that have led to legislation in france so we're very confident we'll be able to continue to support that in the uk eu at large and equally within the california state legislature as well Okay, regu- regulation, though, it sounds as though it's working in your favour and that you've got um, good relationships in terms of um, the conversations that you have with legislators. Well done, you. So, uh, Neil Austin, Chief Executive, um, Alex, maybe the next CFO, who knows, um, of Xerox uh, Technology Group. Thank you very much. And um, I look forward to my next uh, overnight long distance train journey if you're Texan. Very good. Thanks, Thanks, everybody, for your time. Thanks, Thanks, Cheers, now. You're welcome.